0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Rethink Culture, the podcast that shines a spotlight on business leaders who are rethinking workplace culture. My name is Andreas Constantinou, and I'm your host. I'm also chairman and founder at Slashdata, and I have a personal passion for rethinking culture. Today, I have the pleasure of having with me Mehmet Yitmen, who's a co-founder and Agile consultant at ACM Agile and acm agile is a consultancy that helps companies be more agile by introducing autonomous and network of teams type of work environment that he's going to tell us more about he is very multifaceted he's written two books he's co-authored a book with vodafone called our agile story i was just having a look and it. it's vodafone story of how they transformed into an Agile organization. This is Vodafone Turkey specifically. Mehmet is also a speaker, trainer, consultant. He's consulted with companies in many regions in Europe and Middle East and India. He's also a co-founder of Huddle, that's H-W-D-L-E, which is an asynchronous meeting platform following the same trends of asynchronous and fully autonomous teams. He's also a member of entrepreneur organization. He's a young father. He's a kite-serving enthusiast, as he tells me, and he's also based in beautiful Istanbul. Mehmet, welcome to the Rethink Culture podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Andreas. It's my pleasure being with you.
0: So you are not the typical CEO. You help, I think, rather than than helping build an amazing culture in your team, you're helping other companies build amazing cultures. and. Yeah. When I asked you, what's your business title? You said, I'm an agile consultant yeah. rather than saying I'm a, I'm a CEO or a, or a founder. I think this was your first response. And it also to me shows the principles of kind of flat hierarchy that you apply to your organization. But I think much more than think about culture in your organization, you help your customers think about agile in their own companies. So can you tell us a bit more about what does ACM do and how are you helping companies transform their organization into more agile
1: teams? Sure, sure. ACM Agile is, an, uh, as you mentioned, a consultancy and training company focused on agility. So, what we try to do is to help our uh, customers to enhance their agile, uh, enhance their, their agility so that they can create a better experience for their own employees and also for their customers so that they can create and deliver more impact to what they're already doing. So this is basically what we try to do uh, as a consultant in ACM. So I'm one of the consultants in the ACM, um, so that's why I named myself as Agile Coach. Uh, We are uh, more than 30 agile coaches working together collectively. This is how I see what we are doing and learning from each other, trying to deliver the best for our clients all together, and learning from them every day actually. For the last about 20 years, I'm actually heavily interested in new organizational and leadership models of the 21st century. Uh, because I believe that a more humanized, more joyful, more purposeful, new understanding of work is possible and should should happen actually. So basically, I'm thinking that the industrial era described our way of working in the last century, but we ended that era, and that uh, definition of work uh, must change. So this is what I try to do as myself and, Uh, via our company, to liberate the organizations and make them more autonomous so that every individual in that company's organizations can be part of the value delivery so that they can self-actualize themselves.
0: So when was it that you realized there's something wrong with how companies are run today in the way HR works in the way yeah. hierarchy works. When did you realize that?
1: The first thing that I realized is after graduation, after my first long job, full-time job, which was with a cosmetic company, let's don't mention his name. And I was working in uh, supply chain, trying to optimize the uh, manufacturing and the stocks. In there, what I saw when I worked there for about four years, I saw that I need to wait for a long time, like five to ten years, so that I can become a manager, and then I can start to, to influence and implement my own ideas. And it didn't resonate with me because I was young, at my age 24, 25 and I had lots of ideas. I had, I had energy. I am. I, I was uh, really impatient to wait to go and experiment with these ideas. And they, they were ideas not just for myself. They were ideas for the good, for the sake of the company, actually. But because of the hierarchy, because of the bureaucracy, that I learned that you need to learn to keep your mouth silent and do your tasks. Do, do them good and wait your turn uh, in, in some future, then you will be most probably able to invest in that idea. But then I was struggling with that because I was also afraid that I will lose my energy uh, while waiting that day to come, right? So it was first spark actually for me. Then I said, that, okay, maybe I'm not for being a part of a corporate Cultural structure. If this is how we see the corporate culture, it, 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 I didn't like it. So maybe I need to be an entrepreneur. So this was the first thing that I decided. And then with my friends, we established ACM. ACM established as a software house technology delivering uh, small uh, company. Then uh, we saw that it was 2007 we saw that people are still handling software products and projects the way we were handling manufacturing cars in the early 20th century. But it should have changed because I'm an industrial engineer. I know lean manufacturing coming from Toyota is more flexible than the mass production, the Taylor way of doing that, right? So then we discovered that. There there is another term for for the software world, which is agile, actually, which uh, tries to do the same, to put some flexibility and adaptability into the way we uh, handle the products and the projects. So that's how then in 2008, we started to deliver what we are doing by using some agile practices and experiencing them. And then we see that it's creating value. Uh, for our projects, for our customers, then we, we started to see an interest in our customers that they are asking how we are working. That's how then I found myself as a trainer and consultant on what I'm doing. But during that process, when I first read about Agile Manifesto and when, when I first read about some books in about Scrum and Agile, like from Jeff Sutherland, Ken Schwaber, and some other names, uh, very well-known names in the Agile world, it, it, it made me an aha moment kind of thing. Also, okay, this is what I believe the work should be like. Okay, and then it made me think that okay, I escaped from the culture of a corporate because I thought that it's not for me. Maybe I should be an entrepreneur. Then I find another way. Okay, this is the agile way. Let's name it like that. Is the only way for me how an organization or how we define the work so now as a believer and very heavy practitioner of it maybe now i can turn to the corporates and help them to change because what they were doing was wrong so uh, they did this story yeah uh, yeah and how did you make the the realization
0: or transition from like agile as in scrum as in mm-hmm. you know small iterations Continuous customer feedback, the classic agile software development process. When did you make the realization and transition into the use of agile to create agile organization, self-organizing, self-managing yeah. organizations, self organizing, self managing organizations?
1: Yeah, I think it took about a few years of practicing and helping customers because. Although you think that you understand all the values and principles, we are fully educated and uh, grown in a place, in a system which is 180% opposite of what we like to achieve in agile thinking, right? So I grew in a traditional system. So I, I have been part of the traditional system. So although inner myself was very aligned with that Agile values. And when I saw them, I loved them. But I think it took several years to make a real transformation inside me to be Agile instead of doing the only Agile practices by by, by doing it. So I started to practice it in in our projects and we started to help our our customers to practice them. After a few years of practicing it, I find myself that I'm uh, deep in, uh, diving deeper and deeper and deeper. And then I finally, about two to three years later, I started that journey that now I am the agile. This is how I see the world. And there's no turn back from there, right? Because now this is how I see the world. And there should be always a room for improvement. How we can get an instant feedback so that we can experiment and learn. How we can create a continuous value flow how we can team up, how we can collaborate. So this is the only way that I started to question anything. So I, I realized that now it is, I become agile.
0: What's an example of a company you helped transform
1: that you're really proud of? Ah, uh, not many, but since you also mentioned about the book, one of them is one of them. I can't say that I'm trans- I, I helped them. To, uh, I helped them uh, to grow more. Let's put it like that, because I don't believe that any transition has, it's its not a new state that you can achieve, it's a journey instead, right? So something that I feel myself satisfied is the work that I have had the chance to done with Vodafone. I, I worked with Vodafone Turkey for seven years. I also helped. Vodafone in other countries globally and work with them uh, about five years or so. So when I checked, uh, I I did uh, really a lot of things uh, in the Vodafone world that I can mention. But in in any client that I'm working, I try to put myself into the client's shoes, but I really do it and do the best for, for, for that company. So I own the company whenever I start to work with a company. Another one, a recent one is Latro. We, we have a common friend, Haluk, from EO. Uh, we, we, we did amazing stuff with his company. So, I just supported them, but they did it, actually. So, Lattro is a chem- chemistry chemical uh, raw material company, and now they are running fully autonomously. They don't know agile. They don't uh, use any agile practices, but... They are uh, manager-free, full, collectively managed autonomous organization, and one of the first uh, in in Turkey, and um, w- one of the few examples in the world that is creating success by having a fully autonomous structure. Actually, so that that's that that's my uh, another example for it that I'm proud of being part of the journey.
0: So for those listening, we have a full episode on Latro and its founder, yeah. Haluk Chanhor, in the first episode of the series. But since you're here, my Matt, I'm I'm curious, what was the hardest part of that transformation?
1: Uh, it is always the changing the old habits. Because transformation is about changing habits. So this is actually how I was. I still do it like that. Define as agile. So agile is for me an ability to be able to renew yourself. So it's a habit of learning, unlearning, and relearning. Okay, and it is always whether you are trying to enhance your agility or where whether you are uh, going beyond agile and willing to try to go and put a real autonomous collectively managed company or, or the organism, let's say. It is that you are uh, dealing with the habits that the current organization is living with. So trying to help people be aware of their habits and then help them to be willingness to change their habits in another direction and support them on the way is the most fun and also the most hardest part of any transformation, I think. And do you have what what usually
0: happens in a cultural transition that some people will go fully in with a new culture and some people will say, this is not for me. And so you have like those that will join the new Mm -hmm. ship and those that will just jump off or yeah. just not not follow, yeah. right?
1: It always happens. That's why we mostly start with the, uh, we can also take the name from product lifecycle like that, visionary early adopters. So we always make the transformations first steps with them. But one thing that I find very crucial is, even you start not really old most of the time with a small visionary people inside an organism, you need to be careful and you need to be sure that you put everything transparent from the day one so that the others which are not in the first jumpers, first visionary team, let's say, uh, also be aware so that they don't get feel threatened. Right? So transparency, communication, making tips, things available for everyone and inviting them to be part is very crucial even they don't accept i always continue to invest in that transparency and try to pull them to make them be part of what we're trying to achieve sometimes it takes several months for the others to join but i think it's very crucial that you never stop to enhancing that transparency and inviting people to design what we are trying to do all together. Sometimes many people join, sometimes it takes time for the others. So if you want to
0: transform an organization into autonomous teams, yeah. how do you go about yeah. Do you start with one team? Or if the company is small enough, like in the case of Latro, do you say, yeah. let's go full in yeah. and transform all the teams at the same time? Yeah. How do you go about that? Even, even,
1: Even with LATRO, we we didn't start fully because as an agile believer, let's say, or an enthusiast, I believe in doing any transformation in an agile way. But you need to, at the start, talk to all people and make them understand about why they need agility or then what we are talking about is autonomy. What's the importance of autonomy? So, you need to create awareness about, the, let's name it as the North Star, the, 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 the utopic, let's say, dream that you have and that you think that the organization can benefit, right? But, with, for example, Latro, even it was about 40 people in size totally, you know, it was small, according to the other giant corporations that i worked, we... Make the transparency to the all forty, and then handshake on two things. Let's define our values, purpose, values and principles. So let's try to define the character of characteristics of Latro. Okay, it can have uh, some characters, some attitudes that we believe we currently have, or maybe we can have some expressional attitudes. Let's try to come up with few, and because. If we own our own company and try to shape it that way, uh, we, we, we can grow together. So they buy the idea. So all together we started with uh, creating the purpose, values and principles stuff. So this was the first thing that we had And the second thing that we handshake with them is after that, creating the uh, purpose, values and principles all together, we will experiment together with you in one or two areas while creating a cross-functional small startup-like team, and we'll we'll make you experience it for the next three to five months. With that experience, then, at the end of that five months, let's say, period, we will all together come again, down, and try to explore the learnings. And if you feel that you enjoy this new way of thinking and working, then we will start to explain it together with you. But if not, then we will cancel. That's, that's then why we started with uh, initial two teams, not started to change everything inside the organization. But immediately when we started with that cross-functional two teams, after two or three months, I don't remember the exact date, but it didn't take too long time, like five, six months, the others jumped in and said that, okay, we also like to be part of this, so let's do it all together. Then we started to define how we can take the next steps all together and also collectively we decided to create a team called Gardening Team, which uh, we established to help the others with the habit transformation to nurture the culture all together. So, own the transformation steps for a while and with that team and collectively we started with the transformation and that team we established collectively we decided to establish that but it was just for a certain period of time with a certain aim when we after a year all together said that okay, now we are in a good shape and we don't need a special team to think about to culture because it is the job of everyone inside the organization that we canceled altogether that team. But it started with small steps like we do in Azure. iteratively relatively and incrementally we take it to the whole company.
0: And when, when you have someone knocking on your door and saying, we, are, we would like to try this autonomous self-managing team yeah. principle, how do you approach it now, with all the experience of these twenty years? Okay. Like, do you That's have an operating system, a manual, a process? How do you go yeah. about it?
1: Uh, we have a uh, we created and name it as revive model, but it's it's just a guidance. I don't like to name it as model, but I think I'm not using the words in a proper uh, manner. So it, it's called revive. And it's revive. a little guide. Revive, yes. It's a uh, just a little guidance on what you can do uh, or what kind of questions you need to go and work on while you are trying to transform or enhance your autonomy. And and we also throw out uh, one canvas, uh, which is giving all the details about the revive. Uh, approach. And in that Canvas, it's like a business model Canvas. You can go and play on the questions and it will help you or guide you with uh, the uh, final destination or or, or some, some level of destination that you can start uh, your journey. But you know what, now, how I start? I always start for the last two, three years because some other companies are coming and calling us for, hey, we want to also get self-managed, but it's very hard. It, it requires a, a huge accountability. So yeah. even in a lot or even in a transformation, even the people, the employees there come and complain about they're not accountable to make their decisions or actions. Even they complain about it, complain about getting direction from top. When you change that and give the freedom to people some people don't like to exercise accountability so self-management comes with a great accountability we said that for example in Latro there's no manager but actually everybody's a manager we want them to manage everything okay so there's not an assigned manager or an assigned leader but we want everybody to be part of the management we're part of the leadership. Whenever uh, it is needed and whenever you think that you have the skill, talent or the idea to take one step forward and lead the others, right? So it comes with a great accountability. That's why I always, for the last about three years, this is how we also did with Haluk, I give them a gift, a book called Reinventing Organizations. So whenever a company approaches me that, okay, we want collective way of working more. Uh, I ask them to go and read this. It's a huge book. It's not easy to read for many. And then I silently wait. And if they really read it, if they really understand and get inspired with it, they will call me. And if I really see that they got it and inspired with it, then I start to talk about the next steps like okay how we can start with the purpose values thing what's your organization structure now are they uh, also willingness to be uh, more autonomous and start to collect some information with them and then uh, the next step if we also take the the step forward is to go and talk to the people inside the organization how they see it are they willingness to have that accountability and power and freedom so try to understand whether the organization is ready or not because agile transformation is that is not that much big in terms of it is big for it is significantly different for some of the companies it's significantly the opposite of what they were doing in their own organization but self management is 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 another level so everybody needs to be understanding and. Getting inspired with some real-world examples of self-managed companies and exercising the dream of being like that. If I don't see that, I will I will never work. For For the last two years, we had two or three uh, clients ask it for us, and we didn't work with them because I, I didn't see that inspiration in their eyes. So it will be dangerous. It will create tension inside the organization inside like. What, what do you see
0: most often that the CEO doesn't, the management doesn't get it after reading the book or that the employees are not ready? What, what is more, more common?
1: Not sure because normally I would say the management level because they lived in the other system, the traditional way more than the others. But you know what, sometimes... The opposite is also true. So sometimes I see that the employees get afraid not to get a direction from uh, somewhere else. So they want freedom, but they also get direction. So I also uh, experienced that a lot. So I don't think that there is a common data that I can share with you, because I think it's about, we are all human. So we have all our perceptions and we have all our expectations, and we have our own definition of subjects, and uh, when we started to challenge them, it uh, it worries some people, and with worry, they, they they want to just keep what they have, and it's very natural, it's very human way of uh, dealing with that fear, I guess, or unknown, so you can see it everywhere, in every position, in every part of an organization.
0: And I guess the senior management have, might feel threatened, actually, if mm-hmm. they are not okay. able to maintain some of their privileges, like you know, authority privileges mm-hmm. in a fully autonomous organization. So you might have that as well.
1: Exactly. That, 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 that's one fear. And the, another fear is, you know what? They're asking themselves, if I will not manage people, what I will do? Good question to ask. That makes them worry, right? And it takes time for us and for them to understand that they they should be part of the value creation and also go and help the others to be their best. So this is what we basically expect from the leadership if, if you have any leaders in the organization, right? So, but before that, they, they are so used to work in a micro manner, defining tasks being actively a part of management of the tasks and reporting and other stuff, directing and other stuff. And then when we say that, okay, in a well-running agile or autonomous organization, actually, that management of the tasks are handled by the teams themselves. So then they surprised with that because they had the question of okay now what what i will do but then we, we try to coach them okay your primary purpose is to provide support to your teams okay so management is an activity activity in which everyone should be part of it actually but leadership is about people so we try to make them understand it and uh, exercise it. But of, it takes uh, at least few months for them to try to see after they start to exercise, try to understand it because they were managing for, maybe, maybe for most of the organization the managers are there and doing the same job for more than 10 years, right? And now we are saying that, stop doing that because it is not correct way of doing the work you, you, you have to stop yourself and do something else it's a huge shift and in that manner i understand them that's why i try to always help them coach them with that major significant transformation of the behavior thinking and other stuff
0: what happens if someone says i would like to build a new business based on you know what the future of work currently looks like so autonomous organizations mm-hmm. how do you go about it like what are the principles someone should follow if they're starting a new business and they want to create, create it based on an autonomous or or a network of team structure.
1: I think the answer lies in the technological disruption that currently we are having because I believe that the nature of the main technological uh, drive of a century of, of an era shapes the way we live and shapes the way we. Do the work, how we organize, or deliver the work. Okay, so that's why the traditional way of working it was heavily inspired by the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the same is also happening for the for now with the digital transformation. So when I said digital, you can think it like internet mainly, or mm-hmm. take it like a blockchain. So if we go and try to explore and understand the characteristics, the main thing, the main significant attributes of this new technological disruption, then I think it can tell us about what kind of an organization or way of working will shape our future or already started it. So in this manner, if we take this example and look to the internet for example, Where is the center of the internet? So, I think we don't have any center in the internet, right? Internet, the digital world, by its characteristics, is a decentralized, distributed structure. So, in this manner, I think the future of organizations, they already started to be like that, needs to have the same decentralization. So, the new world is already evolving into new organizational structure in the form of networks of small, cross-functional, I mean, multidisciplinary teams working like startups to deliver value to the market instead of centralized functional department structures that we used to have in the previous century. So, what I like to put it like this. We were designing our organizations into Titanic-like structures, which is cumbersome, powerful, but not good with changing its direction right not good with adaptability so how we can take the tightening and split it into small chunks of boards so that they can be more agile although they are delivering value this is the organization structure i think is evolving with the taking the roots from also the centralized digital world so if you continue to explore the digital world, what, what what else I see is, it is alive. Internet is alive, constantly evolving. Uh, it's highly interactive. So that's that's one thing that also we, we for sure will be seeing as a characteristics in the way we see or define the organization or work. So instead of having pyramid structures, which we don't change five years, 10 years, I think we need to start to to expect an organic kind of uh, form instead of the mechanical static pyramid structures. So something like affiliate organizations who are ready to constantly change how they organize their value, okay? Another thing maybe we can say is when we think about the internet or the digital is there's no boss of the internet, right? Who's the boss? Maybe the consumers are the most. So the same could apply to the how, how we understand the business, actually. So in that sense, I think the new organization in this new world, the power should pass to the teams instead of autocratic, top-down management approach. So we need to create small chunks of uh, network startup organizations and empower them, make them accountable and put the leaders as 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 servants to these teams, helping and supporting them to achieve what they're intended to do, why they're established, right? And one thing I also like to mention about the internet is the transparency. So it comes, it it enhances the, Transparency, now it is very easy to reach to any data and information and knowledge, right? So then instead of having, because the silo functional structure uh, that we used to have in the pyramid organizations are not just department based. They are also functional or silos of knowledges inside. So we need to kill it. Uh, like, like we do with the internet. So a, tra- a high level of transparency of the ability to reach any information or data for anyone inside the organization should be become very easy, accessible, and also collaboration and collectivism or uh, teamwork should enhance as we are facing in the digital world, in the communities and other stuff. Yeah, in the digital world, people are open to share, open to work together, collaborate together. So the same should be seen in how we are doing to work. So I think, as an answer to your question, that four characteristics, main characteristics that I see in the digital world should be somehow copied while we are designing our companies. And is there
0: something we should Rethink about how culture works today or how HR works today in this new future of work? HR, things I just
1: mentioned about decentralization, we need to apply it to the current department or functions that we have inside the So what I'm saying, saying is that HR should not be, most of the jobs of HR should be decentralized and made part of teams. For example, hiring, Why HR hires for me? A team should go and make the hire process for themselves. Or training, why I should expect someone to drive my training instead, give me some room and give me some resources so that I can go and uh, own my own growth. So in that manner, the many responsibilities that currently we see under the HR definition should start to decentralize to the overall organization, to the to the teams, and then the role of HR should change into something as maybe something who helps their people to self actualize themselves and become better each day. So a coach like a role that helps their people to grow more. But the first thing is to decentralize the. Current responsibilities, and then turn yourself into a coach like a, a model that you can help your teams or your people. That, that's how I see.
0: And then, if HR decentralizes or hiring mm. and coaching and everything else decentralizes, is it still important to have a consistency of culture across the teams, across the regions, across yeah. the departments? Mm-hmm or maybe it's not important and we embrace diversity and you know we see this as a as a melting pot where yeah. all sorts of variants on the yeah. original vision of the company mm-hmm. are there and they're alive and they're kicking mm-hmm. and they exist through the teams and how the yeah. teams interpret that
1: vision yeah. what's your view <laughs> Exactly, I think very parallel with you. What I see is that when we, we 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 have a fear of losing control, right? And by putting some principles, rules, we we then think, made ourselves think that we are creating a quality, we are creating an alignment, but do we really need it? Or in terms of achieving some alignment? What's the trade-off of that? that? What are we losing already? That's a a good question to ask, I guess. So I think we need very lightweight ground to be aligned like purpose, values, principles, other than that. The only thing I think that we need to have is transparency and let the ecosystem self-correct itself if it thinks that there is something happening wrong in the wrong direction. But, but by giving some structures or some trying to put some alignment structures, the only thing that we do is to kill diversity and innovation. I think because I always question: we like to hire a thousand people into the company and want them to run one thousand people just for the same one goal. But what's that goal? Why, why we are using all our efforts into just one one thing instead? I think only the goal that the organization should have, two things actually, one, is to try to shine your purpose, so try to deliver as much as possible according to your purpose. Together with that, get the customer inside and align with it. So this is the job of everyone. And maybe in a 1,000-employee-sized organization, 50 employees, a team of 50, let's say, see some another insight in another part of the market and another customers and go and work to give that value to that customers. And other people inside the organization see another value and insight in another part of the market for other type of customers and they do it. I don't see any value to make them act as one and I see it as a... Missed opportunity to create innovation and value. And for those
0: who want to read up more on autonomous teams and network of teams and distributed organizations, is there something you would recommend?
1: Reinventing Organizations, as I mentioned, that's the book I am also giving to people who are willing to start this journey. I love that book. And I, I like Corporate Rebels and uh, their blogs, plus their, their book also. So I think they are a good start for anybody interested to have more.
0: Super. Mehmet Yitman, thank you for your vision, your insights into, into the future of work, really, and helping us take a, a look, a glimpse into how... Thank you very much. It was my pleasure.
1: Thank you. I enjoyed the life. Thank you.